A quick warning, this episode contains a few swear words and high-frequency sound, which makes it even more fun. Otherwise, enjoy the show. Why does the universe exist? Am I living in a simulation, a dream? Why is my consciousness nailed onto this body? Can Nirvana actually be achieved? through happiness redeemed. Not that the answer mattered. And no, I'm not suicidal. So out of my drifting mind and onto the treadmill of reality I go. The endless suffering cycle. Hi, my name is Win. Thank you for giving East Asian Story a chance by listening. <gasps> Dark Lord. That's my wife, Joyce, the reluctant co-host of this experimental show. I'm about to step <laughs> in a pile of shit. Together to death do us part. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Joyce always says that whenever I talk to my parents, it's like I'm going to war, except I'm ganged up by them. Just, just listen to this clip. I kept saying, wait, let me, wait, let me speak. But they're just an unstoppable force together. I mean, they kind of finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> like amazing. They are an awesome team. Like many modern Chinese or Asian families generally, my parents and I have a rather complicated relationship. I love them, but I'm also trying really hard not to be extremely annoyed by them. Yeah, they're not making it easy for you. Hmm. We are not lovey-dovey like Western families at all. Mm -hmm. I don't know a better way to describe it, but they're like cats, you know. You're just never entirely sure what they're actually thinking or feeling, like ever. For example, growing up as a kid. Every single week in the fridge, you'll find peeled mango, diced papaya and cut durian magically appear in the fridge left just for you. That's your parents' magic. Wait, wait, wait. But it's usually accompanied by them saying, You better eat it or else. Ay, ay, ay. Why is that like even necessary, you know? And as I finished school and began my career, I felt more and more like a pincushion absorbing their discontent of me. Compliments for you, criticisms plenty. Whenever we sit down together for dinner as a family, or bump into each other in the kitchen, out of nowhere, they'll suddenly blurt out. Look at your cousin. He's so amazing. No. Wait. He's currently the number one seller in his category on that leading online marketplace. No. I already have a plan and it's going fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, that's it then. You hear that tone, especially at the end. That's why over time I defaulted to being angry and defensive whenever we interacted. That's why we are rarely affectionate or express our love to each other. Especially after hurtful exchanges like that, something within me cannot bring myself to be tender with them. Even when it's such a simple act, just to reach out and hug them, and there's nothing else I wanted more in life than that. Mm-hmm. Instead, deep down inside, I always feel like I'm just a disappointment to them. I'm not good enough compared to others, specifically in my career. And they only raised me up because they couldn't choose 
a better kid. Until finally, I've reached a breaking point. I loved him, but seriously, I can't go on with this toxic relationship any longer. Something has got to change. I'm going to sit them down and confront them directly heart to heart for the truth. One last chance. To work out if it's even possible to finally be good enough. I hope we could come to a compromise. Because otherwise I'm moving on. We are better off in our own separate ways. He's also about to make a radical life decision that will betray his family. Screw my parents. I've decided to throw away my career to become an artist. So on today's episode, how being a disappointment to my parents turned me into a walking grenade and what's going to happen when I finally explode. That's coming up after the break. Stay with us. So whenever I say the word podcast, most of us East Asians will think I'm speaking of talk shows. But if you love emotional storytelling, hard-hitting journalism and creative sound design, then you should definitely try out more documentary-style podcasts. These shows are like rock stars in the West. Shows like This American Life or Radiolab for science lovers and 99% Invisible if you're curious about hidden design. All of which inspired this show. And I'm not even at 1% of how good they are. So go pop your bubble and get your minds blown. For recommendations of an episode to start with, head over to our article at eastasianstory.substack.com. The link is in the episode description. Full disclosure, I'm the producer of a show recommended on the list. The opinion is on my own, not of my current or future employees. This disclaimer thingy I read in hyperspeed, nobody can understand a single shit anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know, thinking about it, I was wrong. Actually, there was this one time, only once, did my dad openly said he was proud of me. Hmm? It was the day that I graduated. A science degree, never art, as most Asian parents preferred. Right, my dad boasted about me to everyone he knew. <laughs> and I was embarrassed, honestly, but I just let him be. Because I knew how much this moment really meant to him. And I remembered playfully placing my graduation cap on his head asking for a photo with him in that setup instead. It was the memory he cherished most in that day. Of course, he was confused, laughed, but still played along. And I never told him why, for I was too shy. I worked hard to graduate because I felt grateful to be his son. As a child from an immigrant family. One starting from nothing. Early on in his life, he had to drop out of school to help the family business. And that sacrifice then got me the head start now. So of course I must graduate, make it pay off. I got to make him proud. But you also can't deny that you were screaming out loud. Your mental mushroom clouds. To live someone else's goal without a soul. I did wonder, in the end, does any of this really matter though? All these chases, the right races, my every trace. When we're all insignificant blips in time and space. For the reality is, in the long run, we'll all be dead. We're all dead. Just borrowed atoms in order due for return to entropy. Our only certain destiny. Snap back to reality, to that moment on graduation day. 
behind the camera responding to my short request was me, the obligated girlfriend always. I looked like a complete nerd then in the photo, right? Super socially awkward. She has tucked pants high. But still trying to look cool. <laughs> Joyce entered my life and after graduation, we soon got married. Check. I got a well-paying job as a corporate soldier. Check. Now all that's left to fulfill my parents was simple. Make loads of cute little babies. Boo boo boo. <laughs> Not yet. Then help our kids thrive. Up next. And finally, care for my parents in return when they grow old, as they did for me earlier on when I was growing up. Completing our Chinese circle of life. Which I was more than happy to. One for all and all for one. The Chinese version. <laughs> Except, it wasn't as straightforward as I thought. School, career, marriage, parenting, aging, death. A perpetual cycle of new suffering at every breath. Instead, those prodding from my parents just grew more and more every day. Whoa, your other cousins are now doctors. They're going to have such a great income. Hey, is that successful CEO on TV, your friend from uni? He's so accomplished at a young age. What they never said at the end of the sentence, but I knew they always felt worse. I wasn't good enough. Worthless. Dad didn't even finish primary school and he made it this far. Is that all I could do with this super privileged head start of mine to be complaining about my upper middle class ass when everything from the outside looks just fine? People accuse me of wasting money for sending my kids to study abroad. In the eyes of the community my dad boasted to, and therefore my parents, I was a bubble. A toxic asset with a terrible return on investment that will never pay off. What then should I do about the eternal struggle of life? How can I ever be free? My educational success was a perfect setup for that incredible fall from grace. That stabs my heart every time I think about it. Do I face it like a fighter, defiant heart, energized by misery? Still, I accepted the truth, morphine injected emotionally. You should be doing something, you know, worthy of your education cost. You mean like building a billion-dollar business empire? If not inventing the COVID-19 vaccines along those lines? Not just a job that's sufficient at paying the bills. Perhaps I should end all this by escaping to Buddhism. Avoid new narratives. Have all existing ones killed. No more babies? Is that your will? <laughs> Until one day, Life loves to play pranks on us. Cornering him into an unavoidable confrontation with his parents. And out of the blue, it threw a double-edged knife at my brain. And I remember so clearly that evening. It was the evening. I came home from uni and we sat at the end of the bed. And you were like, I've had a thought. This is like your classic, classic <laughs> thing. I come back from somewhere where I some sort of absence and then you say I've had a thought and I'm like something's gonna change he became unstable let's flip the table leave this flawed paradise behind as a fable you said you figured out what you wanted to do and I said what you said I think I might do a podcast full-time as a creator an audio documentary producer finally Thought and action unify. Walk my own path now, or it'll be 50 more years of life. I was like, are you out 
of your mind. Why? Why? Are you looking for honesty? Spank me, baby. It's pretty cool. Bit indie. <laughs> Doesn't make money. <laughs> this does not sound right. I don't know, it just felt so weird. Did somebody like tilt you upside down and do a bill shake? Because, um, don't want to make it sound bad, but like, I think Michelle Obama reading her ebook and they have the voice, charisma, they have the, the character to pull it off. Um, you were always too ashamed of your accent. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand. I'm an awkward nerd and a chicken. I only dare to pick up careers that I thought my parents would approve as proper, growing some rich person's wealth at the expense of my mental health. But still, I've never felt this at peace with my work. Creating audio documentary is something that I can't stop doing. To tell lovingly produced stories that make people laugh, cry, and inspired, investigate misunderstandings, pop bubbles, and tear down lies, living as if the next second I will and will not die, ready to dematerialize, no regret, depart with a smile. And then the pandemic hit the world, reminding us even more of how our lives are so fragile. Gone, like a flick of a candlelight. Before we actually live it, make it worthwhile. I do not fear death, but I do fear regret. My health, parents, wife, the little joys in life, still cherish them every day. I never forget. I'll find a new stable path for everything to work well together. Restructure his future memoir chapters from tragedy into adventure. To do so, I'll need to talk to them frankly for the first time. Say, I'm truly sorry that I'll never be good enough to meet the expectation. Then listen. Really listen. And hopefully we'll find a way out that we can still coexist peacefully together so one day when he was ready he walked over to his parents room knocked on their door and went inside you know that friend of mine he switched 20 different careers before this he was really poor but once he started selling pork meatballs and now he's super rich I asked them to sit down. It's gonna take a while. This is serious. And finally, spilled all of my honest feeling to them. Everything. The whole unfiltered truth about what I plan to do. What happened next? A total shitstorm. That's coming up after the break. This episode is sponsored indirectly by my parents who have no idea, no clue what I'm doing right now with life but still allow this unemployed individual to stay in their house for free and also feed me from time to time. So to Pa and Ma, I'll say it here since I never dared to say it to you in person. Thank you. I love you guys unconditionally, regardless of all the issues between us and what's about to come. Bye. 
Right. Immediately after I came out to my parents. That is going to become a struggling journalist slash artist. Well, prepare for trouble. Make it double. They went totally ballistic. <laughs> so they said, I'm so proud of you, my son. You're right. Skepticisms about your ability, income prospects, and age, as you can probably hear from that tone of voice alone. And then my mom took center stage, imparting her classic holy sermons. Sometimes you have to accept the word that you hate, a reality that your heart rejects. On everything in life, there's both happiness and suffering. Unavoidable when you closely inspect. You can never feel only happiness. Trust in Buddha, boy. Respect. She's a super practitioner of Thai Buddhism. Well, I did see that coming. So I delivered a counter-argument I prepared. Sure is true. This new path is also ridden with hardship, probably for years. But this is one meaningful suffering I'll gladly embrace. In fact, I volunteer. Only by working on what I believe in can I push myself to become the best, make it sustainable, endure all assaults of pain. By achieving peace with our lives, everything to come, loving both the bitter and the sweet. That's my preferred flavor of nirvana. No regret. I'm already complete. Shit, that's deep. <laughs> they all went silent. Then his dad stepped up. I live the Chinese way of life. Everything I do is for my kids. Maybe you studied abroad for too long, became too westernized, oh heaven forbid. You said you could live self-sufficiently, but will you not give your kids a head start too, like I did? And when we're old, will you return to take care of us? So we're not expecting it. Not treacherous. You see how I brew tea as an offering to your late grandpa every day. How I kept your grandma company every week, never went astray. This is our Chinese tradition caring for your elders, filial piety. Fall into water, never drown. Fall into fire, never burn. Trust me. Yes, I know, I replied. We always have each other's back. Our family's mutual insurance policy. And I'll try my damnedest to fulfill my responsibility. As I've always done my entire life. Don't you see? But can't I also choose a career that I enjoy too? Not just go for the big money or glory. Why can't you agree? He paused. Letting it all sink in. Then, when, in your case, you don't see a good path yet, you remember your mom told you about her friend's nephew. He started a huge laundromat franchise business, 
and now they already have some 100 to 200 outlets. Yeah, you know, that coin-operated washing machine you've owned for a decade, it pays itself back every few months. It might look small, but it's really a cash cow. <sighs> right, now I'm worth even less than a washing machine. Thank you for the reminder. Bah, Wynn doesn't have the knack to do business. He's probably only good at those highbrow academic stuff. Highbrow academic stuff, shit. That stings. Oh, what do your parents think of me? That was the final straw for me. I'm perfectly happy to shoulder the family financially. And I think I could do it, given enough time in my chosen path. But that still doesn't sound good enough for them. I used to have a promising job in the corporate world. That wasn't good enough for them either. So how much money do I need to make for them to approve of me? 10x, maybe 20x of my education cost within 10 years? Would that be finally enough for them to stop feeling humiliated in their social circle? Is that what all this is about? His morale collapsed. Done. Even though we spoke the same language, our generations could never understand each other. Completely depressed, he tossed out a question at them without much thought. So what is your expectation of success on me? Huh? You being able to make a living, okay? We never wished for you to be super rich. If you can support your family to be happy, then that's enough for me not to be worried about you. Really? Then why do you keep throwing those examples at me? Like pork meatballs turning into gold? Or another friend being a laundromat emperor? Is that what you consider good enough for being able to support my family? If that's your definition of success, working on something that pays off your investment in my education, I'm really stressed. How on earth would I be able to achieve that? No, we meant for those examples were intended to tell you to not give up if you fail the first time round. And I just wanted to share the parts I found in case you reach a dead end. We're afraid you'll give up. That finished line, nobody knows how far it is and how much you can endure along the way. When, when you fall, you have to get up. And I never ever thought about how much money we spent on your education versus how much money you should make. People accused me of wasting money for sending my kids to study abroad. And I argued with them, you know, I told them, unlike other families, I will not give you any inheritance. Nothing. But I will support you in your education, however far you want to go. Nurture you to learn to fish for yourself rather than feeding you. I didn't do it out of hope that you would pay me back like an investment. You can live however you like. Struggling or sufficient, that's up to you. I did everything for you to give you the most comfortable life. And I think I've completed my duty as a parent. We're your parents. We'll never criticize your choices. And we can't help but root for you, support you. Yes, we're always on edge. We can't wait for you to succeed. But you're still struggling to find your footing. 
And we know business these days is incredibly hard, especially with the pandemic. Oh my goodness. No, but I came to talk to you because I'm afraid you would feel stressed when you meet others. Because of me. What am I worried about? You like to complain it to me. Comparing with other families or about what grandma says to you. So I'm scared that you'll be stressed. Do you understand why I gritted my teeth to graduate? Because you told me to. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> Don't think too much. What the heck? I have a headache. You don't have to worry. I'm not stressed. I know that nobody succeeds with only one try. No way. What's the matter with you two? I'm fine, I'm not stressed. If you're not stressed, why are you crying? Both of you are so alike. I pity him. What are you pitying for? No, I'm fine. I just came to talk because I'm afraid you'll be stressed. He's worried about you, get it? He's worried about me, I'm worried about him. You don't need to worry about me. You know why? I'm not worried about him because he has a good life partner to give him advice. Hashtag eyebrow We know Joyce is very smart. Oh. oh my gosh. I feel like a hypocrite. And I never, ever feel stressed about you having to be as successful compared to others. When my friend asks what you're doing, I just say, I don't understand it. I don't even know how to use the internet. You're working on it and it'll take time. There's absolutely no need to be worried that we'll be stressed about it, honestly. But maybe you just want to be worried about us and we're all, that's all. And that was the end of the conversation, since it was getting a bit too intimate and so a bit awkward for us. Alright, we understand. The end. Everyone's happy. Enough talk. Go to sleep. Time for bed. They shoot him away, out of the room, saying it's time to sleep. No hugging, whispering I love you, and definitely no pecking on the cheek. Okay, baby. That's something I'm super jealous of Western families. This is as raw and affectionate as they'll get, but I'll gladly take it. Hey, my amazing husband. Yes, my smart-ass <laughs> wife. <laughs> oh, why do you write this? <laughs> Just do. This is scripted, you. by the way, listeners. <laughs> okay, fine. So what happened between you and your parents after the chat? Has anything changed? Well... Stick around to the epilogue to find out. It was more complicated than I thought. If you enjoyed this episode, please support the show by following us and share this piece to friends you care about, especially those who are lost in life right now. Or from an East Asian family. Yes, you are not alone. Special thanks to Joyce for co-hosting. Not that she was like given any choice. <laughs> I just hate being recorded. And my parents for everything they gave me. I'll try not to disappoint you guys. 
If you want to see the cute photo of Nerdy Wynn and his dad wearing the graduation cap, which I took, you can find it in our episode show note at eastasianstory.substack.com. The link is in the episode description. And see you in the next episode, in which I'll let you in on a fun story about my family's secret origin. Sexy evil demon <laughs> fox? What the fuck? It was really good. I never thought you'd be able to do something like that. Not to sound too cheesy, but back to when you said you wanted to do a podcast, right? I really did notice a different sort of look in your eyes. There was this, some sort of certainty. You eyes were saying, I really, really have discovered this. But I believed it and I stuck to it. If it means that much to you, then yeah, let's do it. Thank God you didn't divorce me. <laughs> <laughs> We literally just got married. <laughs> And now, onward to the epilogue. A year has passed. I've reached my 30s. Friends of my age are now directors, partners, got on to Forbes list, and it doesn't bother me anymore. Congrats everyone on your success. No guilt, no shame. No more drama. Baby llama. I'm in mental nirvana. And your parents after that talk? They hadn't changed even a single bit. They still annoy me from time to time, you know. <laughs> when have you watched the live stream Ma bought her clothes from? Wow, they spoke non-stop for hours and hours. Definitely making these millions of baht a day. Multiple shipping containers a month. <laughs> yeah, they're still like this. You get it. Instead, the one who changed was me. Now, whenever they hint to me to take care of them when they grow old, I recognize their intention now and take what they say as their way of indirectly expressing with cute little puppy eyes. Please love me. Love me back. No, please love me. Love me back. I got to take a peek at that tender and shy soul they actually are, underneath the tough exterior that led me to previously misinterpret them. We're not superficial survival partners. A calculated investment or insurance policy. But parents and child support each other. Purely, unconditionally. Honestly, who am I to think I would succeed in convincing them on anything? You can do whatever you want. Everyone has their own perspectives. But you know, our generation never had a choice on our career paths. There's no way of choosing back then. Our generation chased after stability, status and a comfortable life. Because we had a hard life, we grew up in poverty. Even when we also didn't like our profession. When we found a market opportunity, we were like, okay, and then went all in. I understand that, but my generation do have a choice. Better technology, better economy. Wouldn't it be stupid for us not to grab that new privilege? Isn't that what us Chinese work so hard for? To give our descendants a better life? Anyway, so we agreed to disagree about life priorities. But to their credit, they gave me the rarest and priceless gift a Chinese kid of my generation could ever receive. Not just a head start in life, but one with no strings attached. Letting future generations decide things for themselves. Full freedom to go explore, fall down, and figure things out for myself. 
since people change, my career path is already changing again, as you'll find out in the next season. But their trust, it's always still there. Prove it to us you could do it. Go rid us of our worries. Well, challenge accepted. The responsibility is all on me. And that's how Western individualism and romanticism found its peace with Chinese collectivism and Thai Buddhism. The end. That's it. Chop, chop. Off you go. Time for bed. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> Ooh, you're becoming a mother. <laughs> <laughs>